I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Oh, what? Uh, it's episode 14. Can you guys believe that there's been like 14 of something that I did? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. We've really stuck with this, Christina, huh? Christina has a chic bob. I think she cut that out of like the podcast from a couple weeks ago, which I was really <laughs> upset with her about. And I think Christina tries to hide a lot of her private life from me. Like <laughs> today she told me that she saw Shane West at the Grove when she first moved to L.A. And I never knew that before. Oh, she interviewed Lauren Conrad once, and now I'm just finding that out. You hide a lot of things when you told me about a mango a mango salad you made, um, a southwestern salad with mango. You guys, that's the guest of our lovely, or the voice of our lovely guest. Sorry, I have shoes on. The guest of our lovely voice. And the guest of our lovely voice. I have shoes on. If you guys don't know what that means, it means I'm stoned. And um, I am not, like, doing too great. I'm just going to No, I think you're just, like, killing it. I'm killing it. I softly <laughs> whisper that to myself sometimes. And... Laura happened to uh, hear that. Okay, so that's the voice of our lovely guest, Laura. <laughs> I keep calling you. It's Laura. Laura, I Laura. know your name. No, but that's the thing. I call I call you Laura, and I've been doing it this whole podcast. Mm-hmm. But then, except for the end of that last one, when because I was well, there was like a little Laura moment. We all had to get real. No, I called you Lauren. It was like a hybrid Laura Lauren. 
like gruel. Okay, mm-hmm. so anyway, her name is Laura Shane Halls, and it's like Shane West walking down the halls. Oh wait, it's a surprise visit from uh. Nick, the roommate. <laughs> hey. What's up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. Have. Oh. Cool. Did you just get some groceries, Nick? Uh, I still love. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, that must be nice. Your parents live close. Yeah. Oh, okay. Milk and the rents. For you guys who can't see, um, Nick stole some groceries from his parents' house in Pismo Beach, and he's just um, unloading them now in the kitchen. We always love a Nick moment here (laughs) at the show. We do. Someone commented to me on on, um, Nick moments last night. She was saying that she loves the show, and then she was like, I told her, I was like, you should come on. And then um, she was like, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm like, really want to see you guys. And I was like, okay, well, it's only three of us. And she's like, and there's the roommate, Nick, right? And I'm like, yeah, the roommate, Nick. So, like, you're kind of famous, Nick. You become a sell point. Yeah. We should, um, yeah, you're definitely becoming, I'm forming, like, my Howard Stern gang. And so far I have (laughs) Chrissy the front turn. Christina Lopez, and now I guess I have Nick the roommate. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. I guess so. You know, you're kind of my Robin. It's a Robin vibe. I like that. Yeah. And because you put out like healthy snacks for me, and like Robin loves nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, anyway. <laughs> Laura wrote a book called White Girl Problems, or no, wait, you started a Twitter? I started a Twitter called White Girl Problems, Uh or I started like, just like I'm going to brag for a sec, because I'm like a little pleasantly buzzed, and just say that I like, me and my friends David and Tanner started the problems trend on Twitter. Oh, no way. I'm going to claim. I'm going to lay claim right now and say that we did that. Yeah, I think that I'm sure that you did. I'm going to get bold and just say that we like launched problems as like a thing. So you can hate us. We were just out drunk one night and Uh Tanner had put the hashtag white girl problems on his own Twitter account. And I saw that and was like, me. And then uh-huh. that night we were out and all we could do is just like come up with more and more white girl problems. So, Oh, my God. I love that. So that's what we did. And then we were like, we should just turn this into a Twitter account for our friends to like loll at. And we did that. And then more people than our friends loved to loll at it. Yeah. And then it was like a thing. So, And then you like wrote a book. You guys used the name Babe Walker, right? Yeah, we created the fictional character Babe Walker and then have now written two books that are by Babe. And yeah. the first one was White Girl Problems by Babe Walker, which was a New York Times bestseller. And then the second one, which came out in April, is called Psychos by Babe Walker. I love that you wrote about psychos. I love a good psycho. Wait, what's is – I haven't read Psychos. What's it about? Psychos picks up from where White Girl Problems leaves off. Okay. Um, basically, White Girl Problems takes place while Babe is at rehab for a shopping addiction. Uh-huh. And she decides to pen her memoirs in rehab because no one really understands her journey. And so at the end of White Girl Problems, she kind of has now written about her entire life. And she's looking back and she's saying, wow, I actually have more problems than just my shopping addiction. Like, a drug problem, so I should probably just stay at rehab for a few months. So smash cut to the beginning of Psychos, 
babe is leaving rehab after spending four months there. Right. And now has, like, this kind of zen, new babe attitude and starts into the rest of her life and is just, like, waylaid by life de-zenning her, essentially. She gets a stalker. She She runs into an ex-boyfriend. And so then thus begins the psycho's journey. That is such a white girl problem. Stalkers. Stalkers are major. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Such a stalker. Um, All right, you guys. If you don't know this by now, there's a hotline you can call into. It's 323-450-7408. And, like, sometimes people like to call us and share their problems, and we listen to those calls, and then we kind of, like, let you know what a mess you are and, like, what we like where we would at least just begin to help you. So that's what we do here on the show. We're going to take your calls, and um, I guess right now. Like free therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So I am sort of between jobs right now and between homes. I'm couch surfing until I move into my place on Monday, though it's only a place for a month, and I'm telling myself I can only continue staying there if I find a new job. And the reason I don't have a job is because I moved across the country from this chemist within the city. It was sort of foolish, sort of whatever, because I'm not someone that takes a lot of risks. So I was like, oh, That'll get me to the city that I've always wanted to live in. Now I'm in this city. Things are pretty hard, imaginably. And I have a cold, or it might be allergies. Who knows? Probably the stress brought on just, like, the plague. But anyway, my question is, is it wrong to go on dates while I'm sort of, like, homeless and unemployed? I feel like I have, while I've had a good job, have dated men who are homeless and unemployed, like, all the time. And it was no big deal. In fact, I was, like, used to that. It was weird if they had a job, pretty much. However, I feel, like, a little embarrassed to tell some prospective suitor that I am in that place. And so your advice on should I just not be dating until I feel good about that? No, I feel like I do need to have some fun and maybe get purchased some free drinks, you know, at this point. Um, Or, you know, what's the best way to mention that to people? Do I lie? Or, yeah, your help on this is much appreciated. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I mean, <laughs> there were a lot of okay. Okay. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I think, okay. I, okay. I'm just going to say <laughs> that. A lot of guys I go on dates with, I feel like, are on the verge of homelessness. Yeah. And I find that to kind of be a turn on and, like, yeah. weirdly get attracted to it. So why does there need to be, like, a public. gender double standard when it comes to, like, guys versus girls semi-homeless dating? Yeah, no. And I think, obviously, this is, like, kind of, like, crazy mind games. But, like, guys love saving girls. So you might get, like, a free apartment out of it. Oh, that's a good thought. Like, I just think that, like, you know, there are guys that, like, projects and shit like that. You just have to be, like, go find some, like, guy that wants a project. I'm basically telling you to whore yourself out. No. <laughs> I think that, um, I don't know. If that's your vibe, then go for it. I, if you have ambition, too, I think that you're fine. Like, I always say I don't care how successful someone is. 
um, as long as they have ambition. I once like got into a fight with that over um, dinner with our friend Slippy's brother, who like I love more than anything, uh, Scott. He um, he said to me that like I said that I couldn't be friends with people that don't have ambition. Christina was there. She can attest to this. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I just like I can't be friends with people that are not ambitious because I don't understand them on a fundamental level. And um, he was like, but you can't have friends that are just like content with their lives. I'm like, no, I can't. So um, there's people like me out there. I would be kind of like frustrated if like you were just like, well, I moved to a new city, so I don't have a job. Like, I hope you're, like, like hustling like, every day. Sounds like she is, like, hustling. I feel like you, you don't really move vibes. to a new city to, like, not – I don't think you move to a new city with the ambition to be, like, homeless and couch surfing. No. I feel like the whole basis of, like, relocation right. is – No, okay, here's the thing. I'm just, like, a little bit more type A in that, like, I wouldn't move unless I had a place to move into – and, but, like, that's – I don't want to attack this girl's lifestyle. That's yeah. not what she asked you just, about. You kill it in that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to address the killing it moment. <laughs> that's just another example of how – Just like another example of how Miles is constantly killing it. Um, <laughs> I whispered that to myself because I crossed my legs away that I liked. So um, – <laughs> That's a killing it example. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's fine. You're in a if you're in a transitional state and like things are on the up and up, then by all means, like brat, like own your homeless journey and like let that be the flag that you wave. But if like you see this as like your foreseeable future, I would go on dates and tell people that you have a lot of things in the burner and like. And do not lie. Like, I that actually made me question your character, period. When she was like, do I lie? Yeah, I, so I wrote down a note that said, don't lie. Don't lie. Like, don't I? that's always unless, the rule. I would say, unless you really are just, like, planning on being homeless for a long time and have no ambitions of, like, no, rising above, <laughs> then lie. And, like, lock down that BF or GF or whatever you have you. But... I think you're going to be okay, and everyone goes through, like, a weird phase. Where yeah, like, I'm sure she's young, too. Have undesirable periods of their life where it's, like, questionable if someone would want to get with you if they knew the whole truth. I hate to use age as a thing, but I do think it makes a big I I don't know. Some, part of me is, like, if she's, like, 22, she should be working harder. And then part of me is, like, if she's 22, then she should just do whatever she wants because everyone's basically homeless at 22. Yeah, if you're 40, then... God um, help you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you're 40, then you're not killing it. And you should move back wherever you came from, back to your home. Go get that home back. I know. And then get a match profile. A yeah, Christian Mingle. That's nice. That's an, I agree. Yeah. Definitely don't online date while homeless. Yeah. But, like, if you're at a bar or something and you meet a cute guy, don't don't. Well, don't come out of the gates with like, hey, I'm homeless anyways. I just moved here. Like, I have nothing going on. Like, leave that to like a third date conversation. No. I'd be pissed what? if I found out that someone was couch surfing and didn't have a place on a third date. Yeah. Because like by a third date, you're like, you've gone through a lot of effort to see each other usually. But you can go to the other person's house that has a home on a third date. 
No, I know. Oh, I guess, I'm not saying yeah, like I guess, sexually. No, I'm never saying mind, like never maybe mind. that comes out during the first date, but like. Yeah, I feel like you kind of say what your living scenarios are on a first date. Yeah. You can like a lot. You can like gloss over them and then elaborate on the third date. Yeah. I don't know. Basically, just like get someone to like you so much they don't give a shit about what you do. Yeah. Just like do that. Honestly, it's just easier than working. <laughs> Um, I feel like that we just gave you lots of bad advice. No, I think it was good advice. Really? Okay, good. What else are we supposed to say to her? Like, sit in your car and cross your legs? Like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, Broad City has an episode where there is, like, a homeless girl, like, that just, like, only, like, dates guys and, like, moves in with them right away and is, like, chic and hot and Asian. And then, like, yeah. And then this thing about her is that, all her boyfriends slowly realize that she's homeless. <laughs> and like a hipster grifter? Yeah, it's like a hipster grifter. Oh, I so love. like I think that that's now a thing that you can just do and rock and like let that be your truth. Yeah, that's true. Because I hope you're a hot The Asian good thing girl. is you are a girl that's homeless and not a guy that's homeless. Yeah. I want to save um more talk about the hipster grifter though when we get to I think at some point during the show we're going to be talking a little bit about socios. So, um yeah. All right. Figure it out, girl, and give us an update call. We'd love that. Um, God bless. Yeah, I want an update. Yeah. 323-450-7408. Next call. Hi, Malls. My name is Gabby. I just binge-watched um, all of your episodes so far, and I'm loving the show. Also, you know, really respect what you've done and just your ambition and super inspired by all of that. Um, but my question is, I am from the Midwest, pretty much born and raised here. I'm just shy of 25, and I am planning on moving out to California, to the L.A. area, um, in just a few months. And this is the first time I've lived, you know, out of state and on my own. I don't plan on moving out with anyone right away. Um, I'm not super conservative like most people think Midwesterners are. I'm actually from Minneapolis, and I, I live in the city, and we're fairly, fairly liberal um, so I'm I'm a very open person, and um, I have an okay time making friends. But I my job allows me to work from home, um, and you know I'm not really into online dating anymore. So I'm just a little bit worried about moving somewhere you know by myself and making a whole new set of friends. I'm just kind of finding the right crowd. Um, I'm not super you know I'm just a little scared of the, the superficial vibe at LA gives off and is known for, and that's just, you know, not my scene. Um, I'm a healthy person. I think I'll love that. But, you know, any, any advice you can give me on just kind of where to go, what places to avoid, um, you know, how to find a chill crowd that's going to be open to outsiders. Thank you so much, Miles. I look forward to hearing your advice. Hey, girl. So, you know, I don't you didn't really specify whether or not you wanted to be in the entertainment field. But um, unless the answer to that is yes, I probably would choose to live somewhere um, like Santa Monica or something, because the actual city of L.A. itself um, is I, I can I can only imagine that it would be like the biggest bummer to live here if you didn't have to like I don't know I just I live here because I work I can work here but I don't 
really love living here. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever re- professional reason to move to Los Angeles? Like that aligns with your ambitions and totally. But I mean, if I think if you're if your prime objective is to like find someone to date ASAP, then yeah. move to the West Side, Venice, Santa Monica. That's where like the boys are. Yeah. That's like what you'll be served. Yeah, you're they're like cute, like preppy boys, like college, college educated, smarty, cute guys. Yeah. Um, um but if, do you know? I'm like curious to know if you know anyone out here. She said no. She knows no one. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's I, but I, mean, I guess she might like, you know what? Have your friends set you up. Like you have to know some people that know some people in exactly. LA that they can at least be like, go have lunch with my friend. Eliza and you're like okay yeah and like just get recommendations of random people to meet like go to your connector friends that like just like have random friends everywhere and then get just a list of people that you can hang with and see if you vibe and not vibe I think living also in a temporary situation when you first move out here is key that's kind of what I did like I just like randomly moved in with this woman who my one of my best friends was like subletting her place over a summer and then I was visiting my friend trying to find places to live and this woman came home to get her mail and we just got to talking and I was like can I move in with you for like a few months and yeah it was good to live with someone in like a central location while I put together like my next living arrangement got it so I lived in a fraud house with 32 guys that I found on Craigslist. It was like, oh, my God, really? Mm-hmm. I shared Hi. a room with five Irish girls. Like it was the only female designated room in this fraternity. That was like the grossest. Was this like they, a, where was it? There was like one cute guy in the whole thing. UCLA. And there was like one cute guy in the whole fraternity. Um, but. Yeah, I met my, like, I find that my first, or found that my first few years in L.A. was just, like, meeting a shitload of people and then, like, keeping the ones that were good and, like, constantly finding new groups of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like, kind of like, you know, a Just Add Waters sort of friend situation is, like, the UCB scene. I think that that's really easy to, like, go take a class there and, like, even if you don't meet the person that you wind up being best friends with there, you might meet someone through them or you might get invited to parties. Also, I find that when I don't know, like when I went to Austin and I literally did not know one person, like my, I naturally went into like survival mode, quote unquote, and like just started being like oddly friendly. Like I actually just like stopped a person on the street one day and was like, hey, what's up? And he was like, hey. And, like, it was, like, a completely, like, it was a platonic thing. But, like, I would just, like, walk up to people and be like, hey, what, what, like, what are you, like, what do you guys do? Like, do you want to hang out? Yeah. Channel your (laughs) inner, like, gregarious (laughs) self. Yeah. And, like, get real social. Yeah. Yeah. Like, go. go affairs. But that is also. so fucking lame. (laughs) That was what your suggestion. Remember Blair yelled at you for that? Go to a craft fair? No, I said go to a farmer's market. <laughs> no, that's true. You can you know do what? that too. Yeah. You yeah. can like also like go into like shops. 
Yeah, I always find like I meet people in shops. Oh my god, yes, shopping actually is the be- one of the best ways to yeah. meet people because you're just like vibing with someone that you've been in the store at for thirty minutes, and you're like, next thing you know, and like smaller shops, they are bored and want someone to talk to anyway, so. They're going to be excited that you're in there. You can try on some clothes. Yeah. You can buy them, not buy them, whatever. But like. Just stock sales clerk. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to have to get really creative and step outside of your comfort zone. But. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And there's like, okay, so some suggestions. I really like Moto Yoga on La Brea. Um, I I don't go there anymore because I have moved to Glendale. I don't think I've said that on the podcast. (laughs) I love Glendale. I'm so glad I moved there. Like, it's literally been a life-changing move. But I – I just had to stern sigh at that. Oh, you did? It was a little bit, but it's fine. Look, I – You – if it's good, then it's good. I – no, honestly, it's great. Like, I – the energy – I didn't realize how much hectic energy around – I was around in West Hollywood. Like I was around. It was hectic over in It was Leho. like it was a vibration that was too strong for me to live in. And like Koreatown was like I was just like my whole body was numb because I was like <laughs> just like I was just like trying to fight my way through life and like just like breathe and live another day. Um, but then, yeah, like I moved to West Hollywood because I thought wagon stuff like wouldn't find chicken bones on the street there the way he did in Koreatown all the time. And um yeah, I had to leave. So I, I also would recommend you explore, like, the valley a little bit because I have never really spent time up here, but um, Derek lives up here, and so when we first started dating, I spent a lot of time in his neighborhood, and, like, I really like, um, you know, there's, like, great parts of Studio City and Glendale. I would check out that kind of stuff. It's I think it's easier to talk to people there. I'd stay out of like the big Hollywood clubs. Like it's fun to do that once or twice. Yeah, but don't don't kick off your LA stint with like that vibe because that's how you just meet you get sucked into like a whole different yeah. situation there. Like Which the, I like, that never days. What? Like they do. Like does Ledoux even exist anymore? No, and um H Wood. H Wood, that's like a throwback. LC style. I know it. But yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like advocate the valley to you just because I'm not going to do that. But I will say. <laughs> no, I'm saying. I'm I mean, I don't know. So uh, I'm going to speak people. from what I know. Okay. As we are all doing on this podcast. And I'm going to say central is good. A good starter point. True. Central is good and then branch out, but also, yeah, be adventurous and don't be afraid to, like, just talk to randoms. People are really friendly in L.A. Yeah, no, I think you should live in central L.A., by the way. I'm not saying you should live in the valley. I'm saying that, like... I think start central and then find what you like from there. No, I mean, like, for hanging out. Like, I'm saying, like, drive places. You know what I mean? Like, I used to do that all the time when I first moved to L.A. Like, I used to just, like, drive to Santa Monica because now I lived in L.A. and I could, like, drive to Santa Monica. Yeah. And, like, go check out weird random places. Go explore. So do that. Go to Sur. Yeah. Go to that flea market on Melrose. <laughs> I think she really wants to know places. The flea market on Melrose is a great place to start. I think the UCB was... That was a good suggestion, too. 
Because oh, that, yeah. Because I heard about a self-help book club last night. What is it? I don't know. It's just like a self-help book club. So maybe you should like Google that. I mean, that'd be fun, right? <laughs> to just sit around with a bunch of other girls and talk about some self-help book. Yeah. I have a really good numerologist connects if you like need. Oh, I if you need that. Your- oh, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you all her info. She'll tell you everything. You could do a couples one. You, they have couples numerology to show like compatibility and stuff too. But like, what if I read something I don't like? It's not. She looks at it as like the way she phrases it is like numerology just gives you all the ingredients and then you decide what you want to bake out of them. Ah. It's not like telling the future. It's more just like telling you what's in your grocery basket. And then you're deciding okay. what what's in your grocery basket. My grocery basket. Well, my number's a three. So threes are all about like live, laugh, love, eat, drink, be merry. Okay. Bring joy to others and like live joyously. It's like a YOLO number. Not to be like that bitch who just said YOLO, but I did. It was the best way to contextualize the three nits. I'm not some sad number. Oh, my God. I, now I want to do your number. Do you know how? Yeah, I know how. Will you do my number? Yeah, I'll do okay, your number. what is it? Let me, I need a calculator. So, wait. Why does this woman So, do? she should, well, she is, oh, I need your password. You have to, like, do it. What's her birthday, first of all? January 10th, 1984. I need a calculator. Do yeah, the you number. don't need a password. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, one plus nine plus eight plus four equals 22. So then you do two plus two equals four. And then 10, one plus zero equals one. So four plus one equals five. Then plus one equals six. You're a six. You're a nurturer. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. You're a nurturer. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, can you read my traits? Threes and sixes are good. Yeah, Google... Six life path numerology. Okay. What's Ryan? Ryan's an eight. Eights are like super driven and like they are fucking like destined to succeed. They're just like hard fucking workers. But in their lives, they can also make a shitload of money, but then they can lose a lot of money, but then make a lot of money again. But eights are just like they make shit happen. Okay, so it's, like, really long. Are you on the website that's, like, life – it's, like, seventhlifepath.com? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Those born with the life path number six are incredible nurturers. Duh. See? Mm-hmm. I mean, they rescue – oh, if men. <laughs> I'm like, I mean – I mean, they fucking rescue some shit. <laughs> I mean, bitch, they are rescuers (laughs) and saviors. Six, Google it, life path. Sunglasses are on. Because I can't, they're prescription. (laughs) I can't read anything. If men, they rescue damsels in distress. If women, they mother the little boy and their men. Ugh. (laughs) If you have a six in your chart, you are a home, family, or communicating community-oriented, loving, warm, (laughs) (laughs) understanding, compassionate, responsible. Okay, got it. I'm great. You're great. And then I just want to, like, scroll it if, like, there's – There's a lot of good things. You don't have a shadow number. That's a good number. 
Oh, it says, don't try to deny who you are. You are a take charge person. You That's have your two vibe. Choices. You can accept it and get over it. And you can do it right or actually and, and actually enjoy it. Or, I feel like you know that, though. Like, in the last episode, you were saying to Danny, I think, you were like, just live your truth and be true to you. Yeah. So you get it. This, this website little says, six. that's okay. Oh, it says, you're probably a control freak. That's okay. There are a lot of us out there. <laughs> Just have a sense of humor about it. Remember, you're a legend in your own mind. Just have to <laughs> Isn't this website the best? Oh my god, it's I really am. good. I am good. a legend in my but own mind. If you meet with the numerologist, her name is Needy, she'll tell you like she will just like tell you everything you need to know and so much more. And it's not it's never a scary or dark vibe. It's like always just like love and light. Oh wow. Yeah. So Andrea, or no, sorry, that's not your name. Gabby. Andrea was in the last one. Wait, Get a numerologist. What's Derek's number? Okay. His... Okay, sorry. I'll do the number offline. Oh, yeah. We're going to so, offline Derek. So sorry to this girl that is It was Gabby, and, and Gabby. I called her Andrea, and I'm sorry for that. No, because we're obsessed with Andrea. I yeah, we love Andrea. Um, her positivity just, like, bleeds through. I know. I'm obsessed. Um, um, Gabby, good luck moving out here. Yeah, read your number, and I feel Get like you have a lot of insight. Yeah. And that homeless girl should read her number. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think, like, everyone that called in, I'd be, I know. like, loving to know what their numbers are. You need to have, like, you need to make the people that call in also leave their birthday. Yeah. Do you and think then, I could have a gypsy psychic on one night? When, like, I'll gladly calculate numbers. Oh, yeah. It will direct do Direct them to seventhlifepath.com. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I give them a one-liner of what their vibe is. But anyways, <laughs> Gabby, it's going to be great. Or it won't, and then you'll move back home. You're a control freak. That's okay. There are a lot of us out there. <laughs> Remember, you are a legend in your own mind. Um, next call. Hi, Molly. Um, so I've called in before. I was in the second episode. My name is Jen, and I emailed you because I wanted to make sure it wasn't super desperate to call you again. Um, I was going to try to use an alias, like, hey, this is Rachel, but that would be disingenuous, so... I won't do that. Uh, truthfully, I enjoy this show, and I really enjoy you. Um, very much so. Um, so the background of the question is the following, and um, it's a little deep, but hopefully not too deep. When I was 21, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and obsessive-compulsive disorder. Um and I've been on a variety of medications since then. Uh, and today, uh, due to my rather um, easily persuaded attitude and having not so great doctors, I'm on five medications right now, um, which is a lot. Um, I feel like I'm a pretty normal person, but I understand that seeing I'm on five medications seems rather intense. <laughs> Uh, my question is, when entering a romantic relationship, when is it appropriate to bring something like that up? I personally would want to know right away, but um, that 
not something that would affect whether I like someone or not. But I realize that that is not the case for everybody and I respect that. And I want to be fair. So I'm in this situation and I want to deal with it in the best way possible. Um, I feel like a relatively normal girl who has dealt with some stuff and I'm just trying to find the best way to explain it. Okay, so thank you. Love you. Bye. Hey, girl. So, like, it's not embarrassing that you called twice, by the way. I think that's great. Um, and I'm really glad you didn't pretend you were a different person because I agree that'd be, like, we were, like, very, like, You'd weird. clock it. It'd be weird. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't clock it. No, I, like, space out. I don't even know what my friends look like. <laughs> but, like, I would just, like, probably someone else would figure it out and then I'd be super weirded out by you. Um, no, you know, I'm on, like, five medications. Like, I don't – I think it's, like – I think that that's sometimes what you need. Like if you if you struggle with depression, like that's a chemical imbalance. Like I take Wellbutrin and then I take Valium for my anxiety, but I'm supposed to take it twice a day, but I, I like only take it like twice a week. And um, I take like this thing called gabapentin for like what is helps it? Gabapentin. It's gabapentin. like it's, it helps with my muscles, like because I have like. I get stressed out. My whole body tenses up like a freak. Okay. And um, um, I take an anti-seizure medication called the Valoprex for sleep because for me it works for sleep because I didn't want to do Ambien. Um, I, the way that I told Derek was like, I think like maybe the first time he slept over or something, I just like shook my antidepressants in his face and said, I got to take these because I'm a depressed person. <laughs> that's one way to do it. And that's, one way. That's, one, that's a bold, it's coming right like, out the gate. He was like, really? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm really, really depressed. And he was like, that's attractive. And I was like, I know, but I am. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know not everyone's going to be like that. I would just kind of like, I don't think it's a big deal. Like 70% of the country is on prescription medication. I know some people are like, you know, you don't have to explain it to them. No one's asking for a diagnosis. Like I struggle with depression and OCD. Like if that's the most you have to say, you don't have to go into your whole like backstory. What do you think? I just, there was just a moment where I like felt for your, I just like was like, oh, you're so thoughtful to like think about how other, like how to tell other people. And like, I understand the struggle of like feeling like there's like, you're like burdening someone with your depression journey. But I don't think so because I feel like everyone goes through their shit. And like, to me, I mean, I think just like being honest and upfront and if you can have like a sense of humor about it like a mall's journey of shaking your meds in someone's face and like lolling that's great but also like I don't think you have to take it that seriously because everyone has shit that they're going through and like questioning every day right. I mean like I have had moments where I've been our periods of life where I've been really depressed and like gotten on Prozac and like even my shit out and it's like I still struggle with it so, I mean, I think that's some, I think that's like relatable and fine. I don't think it's like hearing that someone's depressed is right. not something that would ever make me be like, I don't want to date you. It's also like anyone that would have a huge problem with that is like kind of like pretty unevolved. Like, I feel like that's like yeah. something that I would hear from a guy who's like, oh, I don't want to date someone's depressed. Like, You're like I, I don't want to date someone that's a 
you then you have like you don't know what depression is because like a lot of people have it. Yeah. Like that sounds like someone who's just like underinformed and you don't want to be with someone like that. So just um And it sounds like you're not wallowing, which is like a big I don't know, it goes back to like the ambition, like homeless versus like someone with ambition, where it's like, yeah, you can be depressed and like you're working yeah. through that, but like as long as you're striving to like alleviate it and like work through it, that should be the biggest thing. And then, but if you're just like going to be like a depressed, like Debbie Downer 24 seven, like, yeah, no one's going to date you. Yeah. But it um, sounds like you're not like that. I'm proud of you, girl. Yeah. You. I'm, you're brave. You know, and your doctor knows what they're doing. Probably like you're on a plan. And if you express like that, you want to taper off some of that stuff or like, you know, and also that's what you should be worried about. Not anything, you know, not how to like yeah. let someone into your life. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it, 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 anything that medication only helps you be <laughs> a part of the world. Yeah. And the, I think it's like just now a barometer of if you do tell someone and they're like weirded out by it, that that just is like a person that you shouldn't be with period. Duh. So there you go with that. But also, since we're getting kind of new age and, like, on this, like, numerology tip, yeah. I recently was talking to someone that was a, into essential oils. Oh, yeah. And then she was telling me that, like, essential oils, like, you meditate and, like, drop, like, frankincense under your tongue. Yeah. And it not only fights cancer, but, like, mood lifts. So. Good to know. You could just, like, go down an essential oil path as well. Do you, like, Google that? I haven't Googled yet. I mean, but we like, just have. Do you, does she see like an essential oilist? Like, they're like essential oil people. It's called like, I can't remember what it's called now, but there's like one specific site that's like essential oils. You can like kind of buy all of them and they're for different things like muscle relaxation and like it's kind of like just a holistic alternative to like medications. Oh, I'd be down for that. I mean, I think it's like there's some merit to that if you're like not wanting to be on medications, but. I mean, I think each has their perks. Listen to your doctor, girl. Yeah. Don't sue me. You're working on it. Yeah. yeah don't. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. But no, but it, I think they she'd really be suing me. Mm. <sighs> yeah, she would. So if you haven't been following the Jackson saga, Jackson is a very interesting young man who is a – Frequent caller to please advise. He has a lot of scandalous drama going on in his life, and we have an update from him. It's an email that Lara is going to read, but this is regarding specifically the call where he was um, fucking some of his girl, in particular one, um, her his girlfriend, like female girlfriend, um, her ex boyfriend who is supposedly straight. Um, and he felt guilty about that and didn't know um, if it was fucked up of him to even be friends with, with these people, let alone to be fucking them secretly. And it was a one-time thing, and he's totally regretful, but, like, the guy's obsessed with him now. My God, love this drama. I know. It's very juicy. Okay, this is juicy. This is email where they, like, the incest Oh, it is? is okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Hey, Malls. 
Thanks for your fabulous advice on episode 10. I've sworn myself to secrecy and decided that I wouldn't tell my friend about hooking up with her ex-boyfriend so long as I stop and, quote-unquote, turn it out elsewhere. In addition to not telling my friend, I've decided to stop digging myself deeper into this hashtag drama and to actively be a better friend by ending cordial relationships with her scumbaggy exes. I need you to know that aside from giving you an update, I'm writing this letter as a measure to avoid recid recidivism my god i side note we're just gonna delay i feel like i'm really good at vocab but don't know that word i have no idea he probably used it recidivism okay so if i ever call again talking about how i hooked up with any of my friends exes just punch me in the face and cut me off your advice is exactly right and i realize that i need to clean it up by reprioritizing the finer things in life Goodbye, scandalous attention and self-destruction. Hello, healthier friendships and a clean slate to establish for real relationships. Looking forward to more episodes and hilarious guests. Thanks again, Malls. P.S. Here's a dick pic from my best friend's ex. Please feel free to share it with Max so I can feel like I've contributed to his amazing quilt idea. Sorry it's gross and post-orgasm. Ew. This dick pic is just, this is Lara again, but this dick pic is not the dick pic that I wanted. Oh my God. Okay. So just so you know, so it's like just the tip. It's just the tip and like all the cum on the sheet stain. And like the tip is like. It looks like you sprayed cum. It's It's not even like a one cum puddle. It's like a cum you you know this guy has no girth like i'm just gonna throw that out there this i was like not really a girthy gentleman excited for like a aroused erect dick pick and this does not serve also we got a we have the dictionary meaning for recidivism <laughs> recidivism recidivism fucking i'm getting educated here and here i thought wait it's the act of a person repeating un- an undesirable behavior after he slash she has either experienced negative consequences of that behavior or has been something else. I don't know. I've had some wine, so I don't even know what I Do just said. Do you think that's pants or balls? The little, like, thing that's <laughs> down here. Because I'm like, if it's balls, this- if it's balls or other body parts, then his dick is... Hand? Oh, his dick is small then. Because if it's, I figured, because. This dick is all head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, it's all head. It's 50% head. It's a 50% head dick. I was, I was told I could see some dick pics, and this is not what I wanted to see. Sign up for this. With, like, his cum. With, like, like his, like, with cum spirited away on the sheets like already soaked in not even like a fresh cum there's nothing about this pic that even is, is remotely sexy like it's like it's like, it's like they, he came and then like 10 minutes later they're like let's send miles a dick pic and he's like whip your flaccid dick out and like let's take this pic and it's just like also nursing comes splatter like that me neither it was like a sprinkler yeah. it's like he put his thumb partially on the tip of his dick while he was yeah. coming and then sprayed <laughs> it out of the sheets that, that is what he did it is sprinkler spray 
I mean, it is summer after all. Yeah. Oh, no. It's August. What if that's Jackson's deck and, like, that's not even jizz. It's just, like, Cetaphil and, like, he staged this whole picture. <laughs> he staged this picture and sent us. And now I've seen the tip of the extremely long tip of Jackson's penis. The 50% tip dick. And that is a thing now. I mean, at least it gives me new porn options to Google. It's like a thumb. It's like yeah, it looks it looks like a thumb, thumb in nature. It's so spray. I'm just picturing like I think you just Jackson might have just invented a new like sex term called the sprinkler, where you just I like know. put your finger over the tip of the dick and then like you do with the hose. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It is okay. You're right. I was thinking at first like like a um like when you stick your finger in the end of a hose. Yeah, that's like a little more solid spray. But I feel like coming is more like it's like forgot. I mean, I will never know. But like, I feel like it's like a. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I f- I don't know. But guys do. I mean, I Friends don't know. Friends in waves, right? Yeah, yeah, but. We should ask someone. I don't but know. I mean, but. I wish you could post this like a visual companion to the podcast so people could see the this like sprinkler come. Can we just cut the dick out and post just the cum on the sheets? Jackson. <laughs> Um, Jackson, just uh, email us back and let us know if we can just if we crop out the dick, if we can post just the cum on the sheets to our a, Tumblr. It's like an exciting cum pattern that has not been done before. You got it. There's <laughs> got to be a better one. Is there? A, I want like a full. What is that dick pic? I feel like even if I got that sex from someone, I would be like. What the fuck? I wouldn't know what that is. No. I mean, when you showed it to me, I, I didn't even know what it was at it's first. It's like not even like titillating. No. And I, that's a PG-13 and you know, I feel dick like it's pit. probably like uncircumcised too. Do you think so? I think I it's know. circumcised. There's well, like a pretty okay. clear cap. Well, no, I don't. I think that it's the you skin is like pulled, pulled back. Way back. Yeah. That's what the hand is in the corner. Just like that could, that could be what it is. <laughs> I'm just clenching it back. Oh, God. I mean, I feel that's like a three-inch dick. That's what I'm saying. It's it's either three inches. But if those are pants, then that's a big dick. I don't know. I need to know more. It's not. I mean, it's not big. I want the like, man is lacking I want a girth. chest down. We've discussed. I want an abs down dick in hand dick. Send us. Like yeah, send us one of send those. Us an, send her an update. We need one of those. those yeah. That's, that's this barely. This dick is not cutting it. Yeah, and I'm glad for I'm glad that you're swearing off your drama, Jackson. I'm so proud of you. Keep us updated on where you're at with your drama. Sounds like the drama is all gone. Yeah. It really does. What happens in Cabo stays in Cabo. <laughs> Next call. Hey Mall, this is Michael. Um I'm a twenty three year old um gay gentleman. And um so I had this boyfriend from when I was 21 until I was 22, and then three days for a year, and then we broke up, or we got back together for four more months, and then we broke up again, and I moved like six hours away. Um, so I'm young, he's 40, he's like, he's super rich, and um, I don't I just recently got over him, but I feel like he can sense it. I said now he's like getting a lot of attention to me again and he like wants to meet up and like talk again, which is like cool, whatever, like he's got big big dick and like 
do. Like, can you, I know you say you can't be friends with an ex. I believe that's true. But then he does like kind of my dad in a way. Which, oh my God, just saying is like, won't get your shit, get your shit together. But he's like kind of my dad, and like, he gives me a lot of advice, and like I look for that, and I like it. But like, like my dad will like come to me, and I just think, no, like, should I rekindle this? Should I be talking to him? Um, he does a lot of drugs, and he drinks a lot, and he can be for me. Um, but you know what? It's like kind of exciting, and I'm like, well, it's like you know, he won't hit me, but he'll like hit the wall behind me, kind of thing. Is do you think um, I should see him when I'm visiting the city I was from? Hi, Michael. It's Molly. Hey, Mom. I'm a huge fan. Oh, my God. I'm a huge fan of you now. <laughs> yeah, you follow me on Twitter. Do you know? I bet you don't get, get like, I'm not reading, like, sleep tweets. No, I, that's the truth is that I don't read tweets because <laughs> I, but only because I'm an emotional wreck. And if I, like, see something, I usually get upset. So I just, like, don't look at anything. I try just to not look at it. I don't even make eye contact with my podcast guests. By the way, um, my guest today is um, Laura Shanehalls, who wrote the White Girl Problems books, and she started that Twitter. Do you know who she is? Yeah, totally. I saw that Twitter like early on. I was like a grassroots supporter of it. I was retweeting. Oh my um, god, love, <laughs> love. Oh my god, Michael, and I you never retweeted. You are you never retweeted. That's okay. I forgive you. No, he, no I he, never retweet, but I retweeted yours. Oh, like big... he like loves you. Game changer. Um, so Michael, we were really um, well, I guess understanding of your call. I guess we'll say that it was like kind of a wild journey that you <laughs> laid out for us. <laughs> I have to say, honestly, I'm the number one worst person to ask about this specific problem because right. everything you said about your boyfriend, I was like getting more and more turned on by. And then I was like, I'm, oh, I know, right? Oh, I, I know, know, right? Yeah. I was like, yes, definitely fuck him again. Like, fuck him tonight. Yes, use a condom, but like, I'm totally oh in. And, Michael, I, so you have to use a condom. You have to use not a condom. And the mom here, because I was not turned on by what you said. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, the thing is about the condoms is he, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not lying. He told me he's the, I'm the only person he's ever covered. And also, he's a, he's a doctor. So I feel like he'd be really annoyed if he was um, not annoyed, but like a poor taste to give me HIV. Do you know, did you not see that SUV episode, SVU, rather, sorry, I'm a little drunk, um, that Law & Order SVU episode where the doctor was, like, giving, like, AIDS to some young prostitute and, like, Hayden Panter. Yeah, I, I did, I it. did, I did. Yeah, okay, you I don't want to be, like. together, and I was like, oh, shit, uh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, it's okay. a too real. So the bottom line is, like, yes, a condom, or also just, like, get on like Truvada. Yeah, but oh, also but, like totally think about it. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I'm talking. Oh, wait, no, hon. Like, all right, I'm going to tell you why you like this relationship. And it's because you're 23 and like drum is fun right now, but like that kind of shit <laughs> is not going to be sustainable. And you have to like if it's at all possible, I can't do this very well. Like compartmentalize him as like someone mm-hmm. that you're not emotionally like going to attach yourself to anymore because 
he's like long term. This guy is like not like he's gonna like he's going to hurt your feelings. Like it already sounds like he does a lot of like I don't like that he does a lot of drugs and that he does a lot of drinking. Obviously, everything is a red flag. Yeah, like it was a lot of red flags. Everything is a every element is a red flag. But but when you're 23 and like this guy puts like you do a line of coke on his huge dick, it's like it's like the greatest night of my life. It's the story I tell like 10 times a day. Okay. Yeah, and I totally get that, and that's why it's like don't listen to anything I say about this particular element because I'm just like I'm consistently turned on by the entirety of your relationship with this doctor. Um. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, you know, have your fun. Get your free steak dinners and stuff. I mean, I can't I can't endorse you blowing a rail of coke off of a large dick, but I'm glad for you. Like, I mean, like, do you know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, I guess I... Well, I have a question for you, Malls. What? Um, if, if you say, like, eventually I'll get over this, so in the meantime, should I just keep, like, playing with them? Because, like... I mean, play with, I mean, it sounds like you're going to whether you, like, whether I tell you to or not. Yeah, you already are playing with him. <laughs> Let's be honest. You already are. <laughs> so. He is. Look, that's he loves why, it. He's yeah. playing. No, this is going to be a little bit controversial, but, like, I have a very, like, um, I have a very strong theory about like just like Rihanna and Chris Brown and like how much judgment has been thrown at her for like taking him back so many times and for still like caring about him. And like to me yeah, it makes totally. total sense because like they're just on a they're on a very like large scale of fame and while like what he did to her was horrendous and it would be horrendous in any relationship like I don't know a single girl that hasn't taken back someone that has like done something beyond unforgivable to them. Mm-hmm. Like you will totally. always take. So like in a weird way, I kind of think that this is like, sometimes you just like long past someone has hurt you, you find room in your heart to forgive them. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that this will end with you having your feelings hurt, unfortunately, but, um, you know, like, you know, you're going to do what you want to do. And I think that that's part, that's a lesson that you're going to learn. I just really think that for your safety, you should, because you have a very long rest of your life left to live, um, you should be using a condom with him for sure. You should definitely be using a condom. Absolutely. That's like a no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. Do that. And then other than that, just like, you're going back, you're playing, you're having fun. Try to like create a safe space for yourself where, <laughs> where like he can't going back, hearkening back to like the last episode, but like don't let him break you, you know, like yeah. have fun, do you. He sounds like sexy and scintillating. And like my daddy issues alert is like going off the chain, this like description of your doctor boyfriend. But like, oh, you know what? No crazy daddy. When my dad died, he told me, "Don't worry, don't worry. I, I'm your dad now." And he hugged me. It was like I got really turned <laughs> on. Every day of daddy issues. Oh <laughs> my god! Well, well that exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Look, look. 
I I will be honest with you. I'm just gonna leave it on this, but like we you know, totally like love your journey, etc. Like the reason why I'm gonna drive home this condom thing one more time is because I don't think this guy gives a shit about anyone but himself. And like that's what his actions tell me. So like and I, I know I'm not being like the fun one right now, but like I do have to be honest and say that like he doesn't give a shit about anybody, like except himself. So, like, the way he treats you sounds really, you know, like, not like a person who's that great inside. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I I retweet those. You You retweet that. You retweet that sentiment. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, protect, protect yourself and protect your health by whatever means you deem necessary. But, like, at least take that precaution and then... Maybe a baby step emotionally is to, like, have, like, some sort of separation from the emotional whatever that comes from having a relationship born out of daddy issues that's fun and hot and, like, great for a young 20s vibe, but maybe not sustainable into, like, a late 20s, early 30s. But, like, I have to I have to say in an unhealthy way, I'm oddly jealous of what you've got going on right now. Okay. I'm so glad that Laura is being so supportive of you because I am. I'm just concerned. You're concerned. Yeah, I'm sending you. I'm sending you love. Malls is like I can see her face right now, and she's like deeply concerned. (laughs) (laughs) But like, protect that health, BB. Yeah. Protect. Protect your health. I'm so excited for you. Have so much fun and keep us updated. Yeah, send an update. Hopefully positive updates. Okay, totally. I'm dying to know. HIV negative, but positive updates. All right. He asked if we want a dick pic. Oh, yeah, we want a dick pic. We got a shitty one today. We got a really shitty one earlier. Is it your dick or is it this guy? Dude, I'll send you a sex tape, a clip of it. Oh, my God. Yes. Send Send that that right now. Because we saw this dick. It was like 50% head. And like it was the weirdest cum we've ever seen. Sprinkler spray cum. It was. No, honey, you would not. Your voice is like you have a really sexy voice. I'm sorry. I'm really stoned right now. So I'm like a little giggly. I'm a little excited. (laughs) When I look to this later on, it'll no, we're you're fine. Do you understand what kind of animals you're dealing with over here? I woke up drunk this morning, so you're fine. You're fine. Uh, and, yeah, and send those, send those, those DPs now, please. Yeah, Toad. Post the email. Um, it's just please advise at Gmail. Yeah, um, it's ask please advise at Gmail dot com. Okay. All right, and we're gonna check your dick out or this guy's dick out guy's and watch dick. your sex. It's a video. Scene. Send everything. Yeah, we're, ready. we're gonna watch that and then um, give our okay, readers keep it an confidential update. Though. Like, don't send it around. So yeah. Oh my god! No, no, never, never. No, no, no. Everyone should know that. By the way, I think we're gonna air this entire call. Christina, leave this in. <laughs> we will never share your confidential information ever. We're just like nosy little gossips amongst ourselves and want no, to. No, that's totally fine. I want to pretend you're my friend. Totally you no, don't even have to pretend. Friends. It's no pretend. It's real. Friends. We're just curious Georges, too, though. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to send the email now before I forget. Yes. Sorry, I like to hang up on you guys. I got to go. Okay. Bye, <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye.
Okay, so we just saw Michael's sex tape and some pics. The gay gentleman. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I'm pretty sure I saw still of Michael blowing someone. But then that sex tape. I like, there was like a, it was like a melange of sex moments. Yeah, there, there was vignettes. One, yeah, it was a total vignette. It was like one Michael just like, being chill with like the dick about to penetrate and then one of Michael like feigning sleep with like the dick near his head and then one of Michael voraciously sucking the dick and then a movie of Michael getting rammed by the doctor (laughs) loud but that guy has a big like he has a kind of like a big coke body don't you think he has a puffy coke body Mm, I'd have to like relook. I didn't clock that at first, but I like your like gut instinct on that. That well, might explain his erratic behavior. Yeah. Well, he loves drugs, and Michael loves to blow rails off of his true, cock. True. So okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah. Yeah. I, I know. He's it. like, don't you think there's Christina couldn't hear the call, but she's like, don't you? He's like, don't you think there's something sexy <laughs> about like. Blowing, like blowing a fat off. rail off a, a hot dick. Like, or I don't know because I don't do coke, so it's I've never blown a rail. Sadly, nor will I ever blow a rail. You've never done coke. No, I've done. A, oh, I did a lot of coke when I was a oh. teenager, and then oh. I blew out my nose, so I can't do coke anymore. Before I ever, I'll so I'll never know what it's like to like blow rails off of a dick. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> reincarnation. This next life could hold a lot of. Rail blowing, yeah. But for as for Michael, <laughs> <laughs> honey, yes, wear a condom. I would say. I know. First I was fixated on the condom. I know. Just I know. like wear it, like whatever, or like get on the meds to where you don't have to wear a condom. I know it's like controversial, whatever. That like, guy's gonna give him gonorrhea of the. I ass. mean, there's gonna be something. Just get on Truvada. <laughs> I'm serious, like. What? It's contro, no, but I like, yeah. I and who am I to say? Like, I'm no, I'm like a fucking white girl, but like, whatever, just do it. Protect your Everyone body. Everyone can get AIDS, and that's the thing that freaks me out. Yeah. Oh, you can get HPV apparently from like someone's hand. Yeah, handy. I so, know. Yes, condom is essential, and then just like have fun because clearly you are already. You're like Jeez. posing in sleep pictures next to like a dick. Yeah, I mean, you're like, like were clearly you loving your sex sleeping, life with this guy. Did you wake up to like a sext from this guy? I of, think that was like a posed sleep yeah. picture. They were having a lot of fun that night <laughs> with a posed sleep dick moment. <laughs> Christina, Christina is like for clemped right now. When we set out to do this podcast, I never in my wildest dreams imagined <laughs> we would be getting like, sex videos. So many dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I and thrive. I like that they're like gay dicks. Like if a straight mm-hmm. dick ever comes through here, I swear to you. <laughs> straight men do not be sending your I do not. I don't I'm not I'm not interested. She's There's not, nothing worse than a straight dick like in a photo. I'll tell you where you can send it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just a different address. Not this <laughs> podcast. I just—it's a personal email, but 
Michael, the gay gentleman. You are a gay gentleman. You are a gay gentleman. And we we officially love you. Officially. Mm. Should we give Michael the song for this episode? Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. What oh. song is it going to be? We didn't be? do that once again. Sorry. Oh, well, Christina is reminding me that we... And we didn't do the segment that one twenty nine where I explain every week that I'm I give a song that costs a dollar twenty nine on iTunes to my favorite listener of the week or my favorite caller of the week rather, and then um, we pick someone who reblogs us, retweets us, or um, gives us five stars and a favorable review on iTunes. A song that costs a dollar twenty nine. Chrissy, the friend, turn randomly selects one of you. Michael, you earned it. Yeah. yeah. In more ways than one. Yeah, you earned it. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for listening to episode 14 of Please Advise. Thank you, Laura, for coming back. You're so welcome. We didn't actually go anywhere. Everyone knows the secret that we yeah. filmed two at once. I just had a two-episode arc. Yeah, we love your arc. I'm loving this. Like I love NCIS. your – Your character lives at the end and thrives and, mm-hmm. like, goes on to, like, a fabulous, like, evening. She, like, skips off into an Uber – Mm-hmm. And then just lives her damn life. I love that about your character. Me too. Um, you guys call us with your updates. Call us with your questions. We really want you to start reaching out to your friends. Like, please allow us to take advantage of your human relationships. And like, if one of your friends is bitching to you too much, like, just send them to the hotline. I'll take care of them. I want to know. Like, we got to start getting the word out there. Hashtag Malls Army. Um, I sh- <laughs> build your army, girl. Malls Tribe. We're doing we're doing real well. I have to say, we are doing pretty well. I'm You're very so proud many, of you guys. So many dick pics and emails. I'm getting. I saw. You're in a good place. Uh, yeah, I saw a dick going a butt tonight, and uh, mm-hmm. we got some good calls, and we had a great. <laughs> Um, this number to call us at is 323-450-7408. The email is askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. That's PLZ. Um, follow us on Twitter at please underscore advise. We're also on Instra- Instagram without Instagram. the under Instagram. Instagram. Uh, without the underscore, just at please advise. And then thank you again to SoundCloud for hosting us, soundcloud.com slash please advise. You can find us on iTunes. And of course, we're very thankful to the Loudspeakers Network for hosting us. We are in great company with some of our favorite podcasts, most especially The Read. Couldn't do it without you, babes. No, I mean, I could, but like you guys really like. They give you life. They give me life. And also just like. As far as questions are concerned, it doesn't just have to be relationship drama. No. It can just be like daily life drama. Some girl on the first pod called in with a really good question, or the third pod, which was just like, how do I do my nails? Like, how do I, what's a manageable nail routine? Mm -hmm. And I love that. That's a good one. I love that. Any like maintenance, body maintenance, yeah. shopping I'm questions. I'm really good at that. I'm car really good at body stuff. maintenance. Oh, yeah. Car stuff I'm excellent at. Car stuff, traffic stuff, <laughs> app stuff. Yeah. Anything you want to know, if you want me to be like bossy and help you plan something, I'm I'm at six. My numerology number is six. I'm She's very, a life path six. She's I'm, a nurturer. I'm nurturing. So I just want to Also, can I you. just say, what? I realized one of the first times I ever – like interacted with you was via the internet where I was following your Tumblr and then you did like a live blog thing where you talked about 
adding spinach to smoothies. Oh, yeah. And then that changed a lot of things for me. And then you did, like, a live YouTube, and I logged on and, like, commented to you from, like, my bedroom. And I was like, you changed my life with this spinach smoothies move. Oh, my God, girl. Secret troll status. And so now it's, like, all coming out into life. So Girl, I'm just saying I'm, you have I had no idea you were inspired by my spinach and smoothies. That was the ge- that changed my whole smoothie game. Now you know. Now and I know. Now you can do kale. Anything will kill those any greens. greens. Like any greens. Just put a little lime and apple in there. There you go. Some yeah. people are saying now though, like they're all like anal about putting apples in there because they're so sugary. But I'm like, what is more American than an apple? Fuck off. It is an apple. That is an American move. Yeah. But my whole point is. That you have like countless pieces of wisdom. Thanks, girl. Beyond just like relationship stuff and into just like lifestyle. Yeah. Beauty. I'm like kind of like fitness. a lifestyle. You're a lifestyle Con- guru. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a gay icon, lifestyle Lauren guru. Lauren Conrad alert. Elsie <laughs> mm. over here. Yes. It's goop 2.0. Yeah. I'm yeah. really, I'm praying for Gwyneth. I'm, Aren't we all? I'm so proud of her. Me too. Every um, day. You guys, we have a one last letter we want to end this on, right? Um, we got a letter. It's kind of like a fan mail, but it's also delves into some touches on some things, some follow ups, um, and explores some questions that I think are really interesting. What you should know is that um, this has some spoilers for the Pretty Little Liars season four A finale. So if you have a problem with that like a like get the fuck up on your dvr like you no one's that busy secondly <laughs> um if you are gonna be like a bitch about it just turn it off like this is it bye you're done bye um but for everyone else who's still listening okay this is this letter i got it says hey malls i just listened to chicken fingers podcast loving it all by the way thanks for turning me on to courtney robertson's book run it immediately I totally don't understand why she was staying with Ben for so long. He sounded like such a douche from the get-go, but whatever. I tried to talk to some friends. I tried to talk some friends into reading her book. Basically, no one wanted to hear about it because they're quote unquote better than that. Same way they are about pretty little liars, which I, as a 29-year-old, as a 29-year-old, tune into every week. Apparently, I need new friends. I've been dying to talk to someone about PLL. This past summer season has been wait, this past summer season has gone so socio. The murder in the last app, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but what the actual fuck? So many questions, so many theories. Also, is Allie pregnant? She sort of looked like in the last app. Anyways, if you're down, I'm dying to have someone talk to me about PLL. PLL related side note, I was in NYC last fall for work and I found out Toby was in a play while I was there. Obviously, I went mainly to see his terrible acting abilities IRL. He wasn't nearly as bad as he comes off on the show. Met him afterwards. He actually had a Louis Vuitton um, (laughs) backpack, which I thought was very white rapper of him, question marks. Fans since the early Tumblr days loving the podcast, Michelle. Um, Loving... Okay, so Michelle, wait, Lara, do you watch Pretty Little Liars? I don't watch Pretty Little Liars. Never seen it up? I tried to watch the first one one night. I think I was like kind of drunk and was like, I need to go to sleep, but I want to watch something. <laughs> so I like put it on. Yeah. And then just like fell asleep. 
Okay. But I mean, I feel like it speaks to like my vibe as something that I would oh, really yeah. love and like I get it. And you know I what it's wa- about. Yeah. It's like it's going to happen for me. It's just like a matter of when. Boy, do you know what it's about? Yeah. It's like their friend dies and like maybe okay. one of the pretty little liars killed her. Right? Kind of. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And actually that's starting to round back out right now in current PLL world. But basically what happened is, is this girl's. These four girls, their best friend died. She was mm-hmm. murdered. Okay. Okay. And um, someone begins terrorizing them via text message. And mm. then it like eventually goes on to notes and like all sorts of things. Next thing you know, they're in a fucking casket and there's a sword that has like a note from this person on it. And this person goes by A. And there was like several different a's over the years um we don't know who the current a is but the first um time it was mona who was this nerd and she was she was the one she that was terrorizing like the popular girls she was terrorizing the them because allison yeah because okay. allison was um th- like really mean to her so um mona's character was just murdered at the end of the foray finale and it's really good but what we are left to believe as an audience is that Allison may have murdered Mona because Mona found out a secret about Allison's past that would explain why the girl whose body was in Allison's grave what everyone thought was Allison's grave was actually um, a, a girl at a mental hospital called Radford where like several of them had been what is it called Radley where several of them have been um for various Mona was there Spencer was there um like everyone does a cycle through yeah like everyone just like cycles through Radley rehab like like a cut like just like a couple of the it's the mental and local mental like, institution local place. yeah you and to like dry out or just like get your shit together no like the girls have gone legit nuts so like like Spencer <laughs> went nuts when um her boyfriend she thought her boyfriend was done and he disappeared for a while and then Mona after she was um tried to murder Spencer on on a cliff um they sent her to Rodley because they saw her as like mentally ill. Yeah, like Mona might have actually been mentally ill, but she also is like kind of an evil genius. So like she's so anyway. So what town does this take place in? It's like Rosewood, Pennsylvania. It's a fictional fictional town, but um, so yeah, it just it's it's like kind of like the best show, mm-hmm. and I love it because. The mystery is so difficult to follow that I oftentimes find myself rewatching an episode like up to three times to make sure that I've understood everything about it. And this finale. You're like commitment to the game. Yeah. Well, because I got addicted at Bonnaroo like three seasons ago. I downloaded the whole thing on my iPad Mm -hmm. and um, I like caught up on the first like two seasons in like a month and a half. And um. I just never turn back. Like, I just, I, I look forward to it. It's like, it's every Tuesday, that's my jam. But then they do these things where they break the seasons into two parts. And like, so now I'm like without Pretty Little Liars for like six months and it's oh, hard. Halloween. No, they're not doing Halloween this year. They're doing a Christmas special. Good God. I know. I'm so, wait. late on all the theories blogs. You were on the same lot as them for a while too, right? Yeah. 
And oh, that was a blessing. Hannah Marin's house was across the street from where we wrote at Two Broke Girls. Love that. Um, the exterior. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> no, what I was going to say was is that so like Allison, who, the girl who was murdered, actually was not murdered. And she's now back in Rosewood. Okay. And she has this elaborate story that she was kidnapped and – all the girls are going along with it. And basically what she's subtly doing is framing Spencer for um, the murder of this girl. That's what everyone thinks. And mm-hmm. you never really know. Like everything's always a question mark there. You never understand anyone's motives. Wait, was Alice – wait, so A, like the initial like pimper has, mm-hmm. is, has not been named or that was Allison? No, the first one was Mona, but then someone has quote unquote taken over the game. That's oh. the expression they use okay. from um, from Mona's because they thought once Mona was caught, like A would go away, but A popped right back up. Okay. So then for a while, then they kind of revealed that Aria's boyfriend, who was her former teacher, um, <laughs> he Love. was like, he was an A in a way, but he was not like messaging them and terrorizing them. He just was like gathering constant information on them, which is how like, cause he was, he's a, like aspiring writer that was going to write a book on Allison's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd that work out for him? Um, it ruined his relationship with his girlfriend. There's like, we're hoping that Aria forgives Azra. We are, I think we're all pulling for them, but, um, <laughs> This sounds like so I'm like I feel exhausted by all their pretty little drama like I'm like yeah it like is wearing me out to hear about this but I know I'm who sorry knew? no I mean like it's t- it's it's a full-time job it it's is a lot. it's a full-time job but Allison might be a sociopath and I think that that's very interesting. Allison's the girl that was supposed to be dead. She's not dead. Is she a main character or just like a side hustle? They always used her in flashbacks throughout the show and now they're going to do that with Mona, the girl that was murdered. She's going to be a flashback character. She's a new Allie. So you're literally yawning. No, I'm literally... I like it. This pretty little liar's damn like kind of took it out of me a little bit. (laughs) It's like, this is what I I'm tried to keep up for like saying. a lot of it, but then I was like, mm, good night. Well, basically, my but question got- is, have you ever been friends with a real life sociopath or have you ever known one? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Okay. And like, how did you, what are signs of this? Because I'm obsessed with sociopaths and like read all those books. And I, I know that people that who you think of as like having a close relationship with and then they like go off the charts and like reveal this like alternate side of their personality that's like very like cutthroat or like right people that can like treat you as a friend one second and then the next second's like a total stranger like you're communicating with uh like a non clear personality yeah that's a sign yeah yeah no you're dead right did you read confessions of a sociopath no, I didn't. Who it's really good. Well, it's like it's a fiction. It's a person who goes by Emmy Thomas, but um, it's a woman. It's written by a woman. It's a real sociopath. Um, and she wrote this book where she basically explains like what it's like to be inside of her mind. Yeah. And like, you, she, to, like a, you don't care, right? She doesn't like she says like. There are ways that sociopaths like convince themselves they care. Like they learn emotion by listening to music or watching movies. Like they learn how to understand emotion, but they don't 
they don't have it on they don't carry it on i feel like it's like a sociopath definitely uses your emotions against you Mm -hmm. or like uses emotional triggers against you yeah like arguments and stuff where they can like pull from like moments in your life that they know will like trigger you to explain why oh i had your a friend, actions I'm, are like fucking with them yeah instead of being like yeah i actually <gasps> was like oh my god that's you. so real right i had someone who like did, yeah i've gotten in like i've had like heated conversations where i'm trying to like communicate with friends where it's like i'm like let's like talk out our differences and like blah 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 and they're like oh like you do this or like you are reacting from like this thing in your life and like yeah oh you have like these like daddy issues or like trust issues or like blah 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 which is like whatever probably very true but also pulling out like very specific moments right. of, like little dagger emotional moments to like deflect yeah and then it just turns the focus back on you and then you're like a crying person yeah it's like trying to put together the pieces yeah i thought that's like that's very as well i mean also a sociopath will do anything to i mean everyone is just seen as a stepping stone like it's like uh, their whole life serves their purpose yes exactly yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and um they did do a good line of summarizing like why Allie would have picked the four girls in in the um finale and like Spencer's the smart one, Emily is the loyal one, Hannah is adoring, right? And oh, you didn't. And um, Aria is compassionate, and like that together creates a whole person. Like that's a super person. Oh yeah, you know. Well, I think that like a sociopath will definitely create their vibe of friends around them. Yeah, who is like an eclectic mix of fun people who they want to like mirror themselves right oh yeah 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 no you're totally right like they want like the fashionable girl and like the fun flirty girl we're just whispering about we're just like side hustle whispering um it's a lot of winks and giggles. A lot of winks and giggles over here. Okay. Well, that was a fun end to a great episode. No, and by the way, I'm so glad that this girl, Michelle, read Courtney Robertson's book because I'm telling you, it is just a breezy read. It is fun. If your friends are too good for that, like, I really want to know what they're like, what is on par with their taste because, like, who doesn't just love like a fun like it's like reading an Us Weekly like do we do it all the time? No. Is it fun to pick one up on a on an airplane? Love. I'm gonna read it. Yeah, and yeah. Courtney's like cute and funny. Like she did a really good job, and like the book's really funny, and she's very likable in it, and she tells you a lot of secrets about The Bachelor. I love. loved having her on the show. She was the nicest. I love it like a secret teller. Yeah, who's like just down to spill. Yeah, we didn't love Brandy's second book. Can we say? We didn't love it. The first one was genius. Brandy Glanville. Brandy Glanville. Drinking and dating. Drinking and tweeting. Fucking genius. Great. Drinking and dating. Subpar. Yeah, I'm I'm still dragging ass through that. I started reading uh, Jenny Mullen's book. Did you read that? Yeah, I've been reading it. Yeah, do you love? I like it, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm like four pages in. I have to say, I love my boyfriend, but he talks so much. Like when we were trying to read, when we were 
traveling together like i would get like half a page in it got to the point where i actually just started reading brandy glanville's book out loud to him because i knew that if i read it out loud oh, then that's a fun road trip move yeah because I, I love like, a boyfriend road trip where you just like read aloud to your bf yeah that's like a total couple like fun it's a fun couple moment he i mean he must i some of the stuff i put him through he must love me i tell no him he loves you I'm i'm sorry but like I'm going to get dark, but, like, when I had a boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I was single for so long. I'm like, when I had a boyfriend, we used to go on road trips, and I would read him a lot of books, too. And it was fun. So, What would you read him? I would read him. I read him, actually, Hollywood Babylon. And it was like the Kenneth Anger book about like all these like dark Hollywood moments happen. Yeah, like old Hollywood, like deaths, like weird, like actresses that died and then then her like dachshunds ate her body and like just like weird Hollywood stuff. And then I would like annoyingly, but we loved it. I would like read like Charles Bukowski poetry. I like had to stutter while I said that because it was so annoying. Um, but it was romantic and I love that and like I'll have another person soon who I romantically read Bukowski to. Girl, I love that. You I, love I that. believe you will. Who wouldn't love you? I'm sure like everyone who listens to our podcast is crushing hard. I'm crushing hard on myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's great advice for everyone. Crush hard on yourselves. Crush so fucking hard on yourself. And um, yeah, we love you. God bless. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Laura, for being on. Thank you for having me. This is a joy and a delight. Go buy her books, you idiots. Buy the fucking books and then read them and just enjoy. I don't even need you to do anything. I just want you to like read them and love them because I do still. And send us your... Only your gay dick pics. And I guess, I don't know, like... Calling all want... gay gentlemen. Yeah. Should our, our um like, naked listeners feel free to send us nudes? Yeah. Feel free to send us, like, nudes or, like, if you have any, like... Dick pics are always welcome. Yeah, I, I think I feel like so. you give really good dick commentary and, like, why not? But just gay dicks. Gay dicks, Yeah. I, I love don't want your like weird I love like dicks. a gay dick journey or any like gay drama. Oh yeah, gay drama and like gay relationships. I just though. feel also like now that I've realized how many comforters and duvets are in dick pics, I like do not want to see some straight guys duvet. Like I hope like no married straight guy. Straight guys have the ugliest fucking duvet covers. Like get a life. No, also, gays understand like linen. Yeah. Sheet. You saw the way Michael was getting it, uh, getting pounded. He is not doing Michael that on anything less a, than an Egyptian his video, con. <laughs> his video was a video of a video. Did you re- realize? Yeah. It was like a video of someone his someone else's like MacBook, the video that it got recorded. Well, no, I bet his boyfriend was all like, or, you know, he was trying to be safe, so he like had it saved to one hard drive and then like he couldn't remove it from the heart you he can't, know like email it to himself and then email it it's like it was like a screenshot yeah it was whatever it was it was magnificent michael gay gentleman and it was like you did such a good job editing it like it really just like i got the picture like the full force of like you i love like i love that you took a picture like feigning sleep with a soft dick Kind of close to your face. 
That is like photo shoot realness. You are a model. Um, yeah. Naomi Campbell, a gay Michael gay gentleman. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to episode 14. Have a good one. Good night. Night.